This Phil Steele College Football Preview Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports is giving away fourteen million dollars this NFL season. Sign up at Vegas and play from anywhere. Get all the info over at circusports.com. We're also brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/patreon. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach. Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money. Kramer, what's happening, Kramer? Wrong type of football we're talking about. Colby, <laughs> how did Colby get in here? Yeah. This is two a days, team previews. He's not drinking. He was from, here the whole time. Is he drinking from the same hose as us? What is this? <laughs> Taking a quick break, a league mandated break from two a days to talk college football with Colby Dant, aka the Dantabase, aka Pick Dundee. What's happening, Colby? Oh guys, oh, I'm just oh ready God. for the season. Jesus Let's Christ. go. Let's get loud, He's so man. Excited. Come on. I'm into Colby, that. Colby know. breaking the EQ. Colby, uh, of course, uh breaking down all 133 college football teams. What uh what team are you currently on in your preview Odyssey? Uh I believe today we will we will pretty much be done with the ends if everything goes correct correctly today, and then we'll jump into the O's. So Notre Dame scheduled next and uh, oh, Dan wow. O'Carter going to hop on. Oh, nice. Yeah. So good times there. And of course we've already knocked out. What was it? 10 different uh, college football conference previews. Go back mm-hmm. and grab those if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, I mean NFL, college football, right around the corner. But before people get yes. excited, we did two episodes for every major conference. Yes, we didn't cover those little conferences. Yeah. <laughs> That's for cold. Big dogs not, only. Not, not, not football guys. <laughs> Big dogs oh, gonna eat. You no. got thirty-two wow. teams to preview. Yeah, <laughs> Kramer. I I do want to do. <clears throat> what do you want to do? Northwestern again, just for the <laughs> not to break down Pat Fitzgerald, but just to play this. <laughs> Is that what happened in the car wash? <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the car wash. That's, That's the wildcats. That's when you find the pot of gold. <laughs> That's what a leprechaun sounds like at Northwestern. <laughs> All right. Uh, and we're joined by uh, Phil Steele here in just a second before we get to that. Shout out to everyone who's already signed up for our Patreon. Mm. Awesome. Appreciate the support. Again, uh, bonus episodes, ad free episodes where we are uh, telling some sports game and podcast stories. Once a month, we'll have a bonus episode. We also have exclusive contests, weekly contests, and season long NFL win totals contests with a thousand dollar prize there. Exclusive merch, the Patreon Discord, uh, Kramer's spreadsheets. There's a lot uh, you get access to sports game and podcast.com. So it's Patreon to sign up there. And of course, I know we're talking college football, but we can't forget about the National Football League. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor back in better than ever. $14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. Circa Millions, five picks against the spread each week. It's so easy. 
Cirque de Survivor. He doesn't know how to play NFL Survivor. Again, $14 million up for grabs. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. We'll be out there in person for the ultimate contest weekend, August 24th to the 26th. Come out there, crack a cold one, say hi, shake hands with us, Derek Stevens, the whole gang. Uh, plenty of events for that weekend. Sign up in Vegas, play from anywhere, and head over to circusports.com for all the details. Circusports.com. Joining us on the line, you know him from his college football preview magazines, Mr. Phil Steele. Phil, thanks for calling into the show, man. Appreciate it. Hey, a real pleasure. I had a lot of fun talking to you guys last year, so why not do it again? Well, you know, it's it's marked <laughs> on our calendar. Interview Phil Steele because it's great to get your insight, your knowledge. It's great to get hyped about getting the magazine. I mean, I looked at Colby's uh, copy of the Phil Steele magazine. It's like it's like a dog-eared copy already. He's been plowing through <laughs> it, uh, you know. But it's it's kind of been a wild summer for college football. I I've been on your uh, Twitter and you're updating daily the digital copy because a ton of things have changed here. Even even in the past couple of months. Yeah. It's uh, the good thing about the digital version. Uh, first of all, it saves a little bit of wear and tear in your magazine. I am a uh, hard copy guy myself. Oh, yeah. I like to mark it up. Talking to put a couple of analog the, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Put the, put the lines in there, highlight things, do all that stuff all season long. And, and mine gets very dog-eared by the end of the year. So using the digital saves a little wear and tear, but we do update it all the way through September. So like if you go to the Northwestern team page, for example, it lists David Braun as the head coach. Whereas we know that the hard copy of the magazine had Pat Fitzgerald and we can't change that. So it is a nice advantage to have. And by the way, uh, you know, there's, um, we also have a FCS magazine this year, which actually has two full pages on every FCS team. And you might say, well, I don't really follow it, but guys, there's so much more value uh, betting on FCS games than there <laughs> is on FBS games. Like uh, Alabama playing LSU. Everybody knows everything about it. Uh, let's play Princeton against Brown. Tell me anything about those two. You could become an expert and have the real advantage. Uh, that's that's available right now as well. Well, what you can't see right now, Phil, is Colby is is wagging his proverbial tail. <laughs> he also just launched his FCS college football experience show. So you guys are lockstep when it comes to covering the lower league. Already got Phil's mag, uh, digital <laughs> magazine on the FCS. We've been, I've been, you know, processing everything he's been saying, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the FCS. Also, another thing is you don't have to worry about uh, you don't have to worry about potentially Hawaii joining the Big Ten, right? Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, it's pretty crazy out now with the conferences. That's for sure. Well, Phil, you mentioned uh, Northwestern. Would love to go back to that real quick because one of your uh, one of your favorite columns and pieces I like to start with is your bull market teams, your bear market teams, and bull market team was Northwestern. Obviously, it kind of looks at teams that you expect to outperform their wins of the previous year. Good to look at when you're playing some overs and win totals. You have Northwestern listed there. This was in the in the printed copy before the Pat Fitzgerald news broke before he um, was let go by the university. Do you still consider them a bull market team after the, the changes at head coach? Well, the, uh, the stock market indicator, which you're looking at would still consider them regardless of the personnel change. And odds are uh, as the bull market indicates, odds are they'll have more than one win this year. But yeah. um, I picked them as a, in a tie for sixth in the uh, big 10 West. And if I was given the opportunity to rechange that, I would pick them dead seventh as opposed to a tie for six because it's going to be tough. And they've already lost uh, four players to the portal. They can still lose more players to the portal. And part of the reason I like them tied for six, 
was simply Pat Fitzgerald. This guy, yeah. you know, he had them first place and they could be last, but then first place. And you never doubt him. And the team always played great. Now you look at the schedule this year and who they play and where they play them. Uh, you wonder how many big 10 games they can actually win and how many more players are going to leave. So I'm not as high on Northwestern as I was, but the stock market indicator says, you know what? We're still picking Northwestern to top last year's one win total. Oh, Sean, if we had to pick the win total again, and it was six and a half for two years. I would take under for two years. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald was the classic guy who just got the most out of whatever they had in that roster, and that's why they were an intriguing team with a low win total to sneak over. That now that kind of seems to be gone. You mentioned the portal. Obviously, that's been big news in in college football these past couple seasons. A team that's essentially been built off the portal, the Colorado Buffaloes. I mean, Phil, you've been you writing this magazine for a long time, super experienced. It's got to be tough to predict and prognosticate a team like the Buffaloes because of it's essentially a whole new team. How do you how do you break that down? How do you look at a team like Colorado with so many unknowns? Yeah, it was tough. And in fact, uh, I talked to every Pac-12 head coach. The only one I didn't talk to was Dion. And part of that reason was uh, I do my interviews post-spring. His team is still in transition post-spring. I mean, I watched the spring game, and they had like four or five stars of the spring game all transferred out two weeks after the the spring game was over. Now there is no doubt. If you looked at this team, just talent go position by position. They are improved at quarterback. They are improved at running back. They are improved at receiver. They are improved on the offensive line. They got better talent coming in. No doubt about it. However, how quickly can you assimilate that talent and get it to to play like a team, especially when a lot of these guys weren't even there in the spring. They're all going to have to come together in the 30 days of August. And then you look at the schedule and as much as the PAC 12 is getting beat up right now because of the conference shifts and the lack of a TV deal and things like that, there's talent in the PAC 12. You look at those top teams, the top six teams are very good. Uh, and their, their schedule, they open up with at TCU, they have Nebraska at home. I expect them to lose both of those. You know, I was talking to coach uh, Norvell of uh, Colorado state. And they're not happy about the fact that all the publicity in the state of Colorado is about Dion, Dion, Dion. You're going to catch an angry bunch of Rams in that game, and it's between Nebraska and Oregon and USC. So you look at the schedule. I'm asking you, where's the wins come from? Uh, I believe the over/under win total on Colorado is three and a half. Despite me liking the talent, I think it's going to take some time for this team to gel. Schedule's tough. I'd actually lean with the under three and a half. Love, love that take. And I want to stick with the portal real quick and completely hijack the interview for selfish reasons. <laughs> I'm almost certain you gained access to Coach Pry at Virginia Tech. And as a Hokie myself, I see that they're finally bringing in the guys via the portal. I see that maybe this whole rebrand is starting to work. Last year, Coach Foster told me in a really nice way that I shouldn't be too optimistic. He was right. This year, tell tell me about this Hokie team. Are you optimistic for Coach Price setting up camp there in the future? Yeah, I am, and I, I think they get to a bowl game this year. You look at last year; you know they had fourth quarter leads against Old Dominion, NC State, Georgia Tech, and blew those leads, or else they would have had a much better season. A couple things I like about them: first of all, quarterback. Now, last year, let's face it, Grant Wells, you knew coming in, he was an average quarterback, and he played like an average quarterback. He had nine touchdowns nine interceptions. Uh, talking to coach Pry, he feels that Grant Wells is a much improved QB, but they also added Kyron drones from Baylor who gives you that yes. running dimension out of the quarterback spot. He's one of the strongest players on the team. He's got good speed. He's tough. He's a worker. He's got all that. 
I think he wins the starting job and improves the quarterback position. They had uh, North Carolina A&T uh, running back in Tootin, and Tootin's a guy that had 1,000 yards last year. And here's the interesting thing I discovered this year going over the team. I talked to 123 of the 133 head coaches, and the thing that kept popping up to me was we would be talking about a player, and I would note, oh, he was an FCS transfer, and he did this. Oh, he was an FCS transfer, and he did this. About 75 to 80% of them came in their first year, FCS transfers I'm talking about, and performed. And I would start asking the coaches after a while when I was learning this, and I'd be like, the reason for it is that, A, they were productive. They weren't a Power 5 guy that hadn't played that's transferring in. They were a productive player. B, they come in with a chip on their shoulder. C, they're thankful for being there. And Gee, they might have just been overlooked in the original ratings and actually have the talent. I think Tootin fits that role. They also had uh, Jalen Lane from Middle Tennessee, a wide receiver. And I think their defense now in the second year of prize system, which is more like Bud Foster's system was, will be improved. And then the schedule. They don't face Clemson, North Carolina, or Miami in the ACC. That's a nice plus to have as well. I do think Virginia Tech gets back to a bowl game this year. In fact, the majority of the games that I even have an <laughs> underdog in this year, they're only a, a three to seven point dog in those games. The, the, uh, the pride. Oh, sorry, go c- ahead. continue, continue. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say Florida state's the only game I have a more than a touchdown dog. Well, and now they might be defecting to the big 10. So who knows? I, I will say last <laughs> thing to close out the Virginia tech se- section. I assume he's one, he's one of the 123 coaches with shame on those 10. Uh, the handshake was good with coach Pry, right? For oh, absolutely. For, yeah. Okay. yeah. Coach, coach. Yeah, Coach Price, a very good coach. Nice. Enjoy talking to him every year, and and you know we even venture off and, and talk a little off team, just Bud Foster and you know things like that. Nice, uh, Phil. I was wondering, uh, you know, I feel like we preview every team here, uh, and we've done it over the past five years, and the portal has been, I feel like a, a bigger challenge each and every year. Last season, we saw a brand new head coach and, and Sonny Dice coming to TCU, and they were preseason. Pick seventh to finish in the Big 12 when they went to the national championship. So I, I think nobody had that in there. Uh, them going to the national championship. Do you see another team that's like that uh, potentially this year? And then uh, also, I, I was just curious how you uh, do you find it much harder to break down all these teams with the constant portal movement? Yeah, it's made my job tougher. And you know, when I throw that out to the coaches, they're like, "Hey, Phil, it's made my job job tougher." <laughs> yeah, they're not not too sympathetic. Oh, so, poor Phil yeah. has to rewrite his magazine. Yeah. What about yeah, redoing not, not, my entire offense? <laughs> 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 you have to re-recruit your team every year yeah. now as a head coach. So uh, yeah, or, or I will say to them, "Boy, I feel sorry for you." And they're like, well, "What about your job?" You know, so it's, <laughs> we both feel sorry for each other in that respect. But uh, let let me address the portal situation first. Uh, we used to send the magazine to the press in May, you know, spring practice would be over. Uh, and that's when I do my, my coaches interviews are all post spring. Cause I want to get them after spring practice is over. And uh, we'd have the roster set. We'd have everything good to go. And I could send the magazine to the press in May and be happy this year. The portal closed May 15th. So I actually, we, we knew every player that entered the portal. I gave it three full weeks. So we could find out where these players were landing and I'm getting texts from coaches uh, on June 6th, we went to the press June 7th and they're saying, Hey, we just signed this guy. We just signed this. Cause every time I got off the phone with coach, I'm like, text me, call me. If you sign somebody before June 7th, I want to get them on the page. And we're, we're rewriting positions, re-ranking power ratings and, and doing all this. June 6th, it was, 
<clears throat> extremely hectic in here. So the the portal has made it very hectic in the final uh, two months of the magazine. And as you mentioned, it is tougher to uh, notice. Uh, as an example, one team last year signed eight Power Five transfers. One Group of Five team signed eight Power Five transfers. Only one of them played. So you can't assume that all these yeah. guys are going to come in and play, but you can't assume that they're not going to come in and play. So what I do with the uh, returning starters in the magazine is if they come in in the spring and earn a starting job and they were a full-time starter at their previous school, I count them as a returning starter. If not, I don't count them as a returning starter. So that has changed in that respect. Now, as far as a team that could be this year's TCU, you know, every year I have a, a surprise team list, which is a non-top 10 team that I think has a chance of actually flirting with the playoff spot, much like a TCU last year. And this year, that team's actually Wisconsin. And hmm. the reason I'm going with Wisconsin, well, I got to be honest with you, I do the magazine at three right through process. The first right through was the uh, postseason right through. And I did not like the fact that Phil Longo was coming in and they're taking this run based team. I mean, let's face it, they win their games in November because they have the big offensive line. They have the run game. And now they're going to throw the football over the field. I'm not wild about that. You got Braylon Allen. You're going to throw the football. So anyway, I, w- I was not that high on Wisconsin. But after going over the team with Coach Fickle, he assured me they are not abandoning the run. In fact, he feels the reason Wisconsin has not averaged five yards per carry the last three years. And I had to look that up just to make sure they have not averaged over five yards carry the last three years. Strange for Wisconsin is that teams are stacking the box on them. And he mm. thinks in the passing offense now, teams are not going to be able to keep the box tight on Allen and Malusi. They're excellent running backs. And they'll get, uh, like Allen may get 18 carries a game, uh, 18 carries a game this year, but he will average a better than what he did last year. So I like that. I like the fact they're not abandoning the run game. And I like the fact they bring in a guy like Tanner Mordecai who can throw the football from SMU. Defensively, they only had three starters back last year. This year they have eight starters back. So overall, they go from number 107 on my experience chart all the way up to number 20, a big-time increase. And then you look at their schedule. They play at Washington State, Purdue, Illinois, Indiana, and Minnesota. I consider all five of those games winnable. The toughest two games on the schedule are Iowa and Ohio State. They get Ohio State the week after the Buckeyes play Penn State at home. So it's a really nice situation there. Add it all up. I can see them favored in 11 or even 12 games this year. And uh, they're they're my number one surprise team or a team that no one's expecting to make the playoffs that uh, I think actually has a shot of getting there. So maybe it's dairy raid with heavy, heavy whipping cream, full, full milk. <laughs> so, so, so they're going to, they're going to drop a couple bombs, but they still got plenty of troops on the ground. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I was with you, I think. And uh, I, 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 my take was like, man, Wisconsin going to be throwing the ball all the time. I'm out on that as a transition. Cheese curds don't pair well with the air raid. But if if you're saying they're still committed to the running game, but they're just going to use maybe the air raid to open things up and see some favorable boxes, I like that much more. Speaking of air raid, uh, Phil, uh, Coach Leach, good friend of the program, uh, Mike Leach, uh, obviously, you know, his his sad situation there where he passed away, but. uh, this is the first college football season since 1988 that that the pirate won't be on, on the sidelines. And uh, I was curious, uh, a what you thought he meant to the game, and uh, maybe you had a good. I know you 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 spent time talking to all these coaches, so I'm sure I'm sure Coach Leach uh, probably gave you some 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 good comedy. I wonder if you wanted to tell any of those stories. Oh yeah, he, one of my favorite coaches to talk to by far, and, and everybody <laughs> asked me all the time to go. You know who's your favorite coach to talk to? I can't play favorites. I'm like I like talking to them all, but 
Uh, I would say the one time um, Coach Leach, generally my calls with the coaches take about an hour. We go over every player on the team with them. Uh, one time I was talking to Coach Leach. It was summertime. It was a Saturday. He wanted to talk to me on a Saturday. And it was, uh, I would say, two hours and 45 minutes. He was walking on the beach. Uh, he was ordering pizza. We, we did everything. You know, fans were coming up to him. Hey, coach. And he'd have his conversation with him. Then he'd come back to my conversation. So, yeah, I spent basically walking on the beach with him for two hours and 30 minutes, two hours and 45 minutes one time in the summer. It had to be one of my favorite calls. A long call, but but very entertaining. You know, hey, this guy out there is parasailing. And he talked to me about parasailing and, and things like that. So that was a lot of fun. Now, as far as Mississippi State goes this year, I think they do have talent. Arnett's switching up the offense. They're going to run the football more, and, and I don't mind that. They've got the running backs with uh, Marks and Lee and Pittman. You look at the offensive line, it's a veteran group. They've, um, they've been to 13 consecutive bowl games. I think what I don't like about Mississippi State this year is their schedule. I think talent-wise, they're in the middle of the pack of the SEC, which means they'll probably be an underdog when they go on the road against South Carolina. Arkansas, Auburn, and Texas A&M. All four of those teams are similar or even better than they are and will be favored. Then they host Alabama and host LSU. Those are two more games they're going to be an underdog in. So they could be favored against Kentucky. The Mississippi game might be a toss-up game in the Egg Bowl at the end of the year. So I don't think they're going to have a great record. I don't think they'll match last year's nine-win total. And uh, if I was Picking them over under, I would probably go under the six and a half just based on the schedule and the fact they'll be an underdog in at least six of their SEC games. I will say, if you haven't had a Coach Leach uh, Keys conversation, yeah, where he's walk, Keys. yeah he, he just hangs out in the Keys, talks to all his neighbors, and, and also conducts an interview. You, have, you haven't done college football. Uh, Phil, I, I wanted to ask you also this one. Last year, I was, I was on a couple of radio shows or, or podcasts that I think laughed me off the show oh, uh, wow. when I said Kansas would make a bowl game, right? And uh, I asked you last year, and to your credit, you said, I think maybe, maybe. Right, so I, I gotta continue to uh, you know uh, dive into the Kansas Jayhawks and Lance Leipold year three. What do you think they can accomplish this year? And, and I told Coach Leipold, I said, uh, Coach, you're making it tough for me. I used to be able to pick Kansas dead last in the Big Twelve and move on, and now, <laughs> now I, I gotta do, do some more anymore. <laughs> and you know what he said? He said, uh, I'm, "I'm not sorry, Phil." <laughs> so, uh, I, when I look at Kansas, they are the number one most experienced team in the country this yeah. year. They got Jalen Daniels back at quarterback. They got Devin Neal at running back, uh, loaded receiving core. This team is clearly better than they were last year. Lapel did a great job building the team in Buffalo. I think he's doing a great job building this team here. Uh, they've got 17 returning starters coming back. Now, this is a team that played a, a manageable schedule last year and struggled down the stretch. When you look at the schedule this year, you know, the Illinois game, I think, is going to be huge for them early on. Illinois is rebuilding a little bit. If they can get that one, then they've got a shot at opening up 4-0 before they travel to Texas. They'll be an underdog at Texas, at Oklahoma State, home against Oklahoma and at Iowa State. And then how they finish the season is going to be huge. So how they start and how they finish is big. I think they have a rough stretch in the middle of the season where they might drop four of their five games, but how they start and finish would be the key as to whether or not they get back to a bowl. But I like the fact they had bowl practices last year. Yeah. That's another big plus and something they haven't had before. And don't underestimate bowl practice practices. That gets you 15 extra practices with the team and puts you ahead for the next year. 
I feel like we got to change that rule. Just let, let the bad teams practice too. It might, it might help them out. Are we, are we uh, crazy enough to say uh, Heisman hopeful Jalen Daniels? Daniels is a hundred to one. We we've been giving out him as a long shot. Are we, are we maniacs Phil? Maniacs in that respect. Yeah. But <laughs> you, you, have to be, you have to be playing for a winning team. Although I'll tell you this, I like to play roulette. Yeah, and you know yes. you get thirty-five to one odds. And what the hell? I'll put a chip down. You get thirty-five <laughs> to one. What the hell? Uh, put a small chip down, but okay. don't put a major wager on that thing. But <laughs> yeah. you have to you have to be really be playing for a a team that's uh, in contention for the playoff and having a great season. I don't see Kansas getting there, but. I tell you what, a hundred to one, throw a buck on it. What yeah. the hell? Pizza bet we call yeah. it here. Now, what? What <laughs> yeah. about what? What do you like in that? Maybe twenty-five to thirty-five. Maybe more reasonable shot at winning the Heisman Trophy this year. I'm going to throw two names at you, and I believe they're both eighteen to one, and I think both are solid value in that respect. Uh, the first one is Sam Hartman, the Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, when you looked when you looked at Notre Dame last year, they had the defense, they had a good run game. The thing they really lacked was a quality quarterback. They had a backup quarterback in Drew Pine, Drew Pine playing. Now they got one of the best quarterbacks in the country in Sam Hartman. They've got the running backs. Uh, Audric Estime is outstanding. They got Price and Ford and Love. In fact, they're so deep at running back, they moved Chris Tyree to slot uh, back. Uh, they've got the tight ends are loaded. The offensive line is outstanding, especially they got two potential high draft picks at tackle and Fisher and Alt. Then you look at him defensively. This is a Marcus Freeman defense. He's got practically everybody back and they're number six on special teams. So look at their schedule. They get Ohio state at home. They get USC at home. Okay. So if they beat Ohio state, I've got that game as a toss up. I know they're an eight and a half point dog, but I think Notre Dame's got a shot there. Let's say they beat USC head to head. Okay. You just beat the Heisman trophy winner. Now, all of a sudden Hartman's way up there in the, in the Heisman thing. Even if they lose to Clemson, I think he'd have a shot at making it. Eighteen to one is pretty good odds. And then the other one is with Georgia. I believe it's also eighteen to one. You guys can look up the odds while I'm talking about these to see if I'm correct on them. I haven't really scoured the the odds things on it, but it would be Carson Beck of Georgia. And Carson Beck is six four two fifteen. He was my number six rated quarterback out of high school. He's been at Georgia for four years. He's got my number one offensive line in front of him. Not only does he have the Mackey winner back and and uh, Brock Bowers, but he's got a uh, transfer from Mississippi State, Ra Ra Thomas, who was actually the leading receiver at Mississippi State last year. Dominic Lovett, the leading receiver at Missouri last year, both joined the team uh, along with McConkey and Smith. So they're loaded in that area. It's going to be a potent offense. They're going to be a double-digit favorite in every game. And much more like I mentioned with Jalen Daniels, uh, that uh, you have to have a winning record. Well, a double-digit favorite in every game. If George is undefeated and you're the starting quarterback for the undefeated team at the end of the year, putting up good-time numbers, you have a shot at winning the Heisman. So I would put him up there as well. Carson Beck, twenty to one. Uh, Drake May, or I'm sorry, Sam Hartman, sixteen to one. Yeah, again, seems like seems like great value, especially when I see a guy like Jordan Travis at fourteen to one. Yeah, no, you laid out a good case there. Speaking of starting quarterbacks, the I, I think it's been a while since we have the Alabama quarterback situation kind of up in the air this late into the season. Do, are, do you still lock in Alabama as the favorite to win the SEC West, or do you think this could be LSU's year with the uncertainty at the quarterback position? Uh, I think they have three good candidates. Tyler Buckner, Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson are all capable quarterbacks with the sporting cast they have. I think they'll be good. Whoever wins the job, uh, but I think Bama is beatable in the West. Uh, but I'm going to throw 
not just LSU out at you. I'm going to throw out Texas A and M. Ooh, yeah! I saw you had them as their surprise team, uh, and they, I feel like they were on a couple of your metrics as far yeah. as teams. Bobby uh, Petrino, baby. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, let me explain that one to you. Uh, you know that A and M's been recruiting just like Ohio State has, and just oh, yeah. like LSU has, and just like Alabama has. So they they have the talent. Well, last year when I was going over the team with uh, Coach Fisher, we'd get to the end of a position like offensive line. And he'd say, Phil, we're going to have one of the top offensive lines in the country next year. And the reason for that was they were number 124 in my experience chart last year, one of the least experienced teams in the country. Then you look at what happened. They lost to Nia Smith, their top wide receiver, week four. They had three different starting quarterbacks due to injury. The defense was banged up. The offensive line had three freshmen start in one week. So this is a team that was very banged up. They finished five and seven. But guess what? They beat LSU 38 to 23, and they're taking on number one Alabama on the road with this five and seven team, right? They're at the two yard line at the end of the game, thrown in the end zone with a chance to win on the final play down by four points. And that was in a miserable season. Now they come back this year. They've got Petrino as the offensive coordinator. He's got a lot of talent around him. They get Smith back at wide receiver to join Stewart and Thomas. Uh, Connor Wegman, I really impressed me at the end of the year. That offensive line that Coach Fisher said would be one of the best this year will be one of the best this year. Uh, they're a dangerous team. In fact, October 7th, you might circle that one, A&M's hosting Alabama. The last time Bama traveled to College Station, Texas A&M won. Last year, A&M was within one play of beating Alabama again. Uh, I think they have a good shot of winning that game. Oh man. I mean, uh, well, let, let's, I got a real quick. I don't, I just, I, uh, that was convincing. I just went and bet Texas A and M to win the <laughs> sec West right now. So thank you. Phil. <laughs> Phil, let's talk about the other team. Uh, Cause I look, do we fall for it again last year? <laughs> look, I, I feel like this is like a 13 year thing going on with the Texas Longhorns. And I, and I think you could no, throw this... Miami into that bin. I just saw the preseason polls today for the ACC. I think Miami's projected fourth by the AP. And I'm sitting there like, I, I got, I get burned on these teams left and right. Talk to me on, on why you think Texas, or, or I guess I'm going to ask you first is Texas for real? Is Miami a, a real contender in the ACC? Those two schools specifically. And here's a, uh, a surprising thing for everybody says how Texas underperforms every year. Every year people say Texas is back uh, and they don't do it. You know, the last time Texas was favored to win the big 12. Well, that's a good question. Well, Oklahoma's probably been favored so many times, right? But I would say Mac Mac Brown era, maybe, or maybe the first year of Charlie strong. Yeah. 2009. Oh. So it's been, it's been 13 years yeah. since they've actually been favored to win the big 12. So uh, you know, that's, that's something I'll be honest with you. When I started the magazine process, I'm like, I don't want to pick Texas to win the big 12 <laughs> because a, you know, Texas is not back. Not until they do it for three or four straight years, but B every single team in the big 12 is going to be gunning for Texas. Yeah. And then I looked at the schedule and of the top six teams in the big 12, they're the only one that has to play each of the other five, which makes it extremely difficult. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to, I don't want to pick Texas flat out. Don't want to pick them. But if you go to page 138 of the magazine, I have my unit rankings. You will see I have Texas rated number one or tied for number one in all eight positions of the conference. I mean, Quinn yours uh, is going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Despite losing two super running backs, they have loaded with running backs. The receiving core loaded. They bring in Georgia's top receiver, and they've got Worthy and Whittington back. They've got Sanders, one of the top tight ends in the country. All five offensive linemen return. Jalen oh. Ford's back on defense. They are loaded. And when you look at the schedule, they will be favored in every game except one this year, and that's at Alabama. So 
So I, I do think Texas is legitimately uh, a favorite to win. Now they are going to get everybody's best shot. They do have to play Iowa State on the road, TCU on the road, and Baylor on the road. Those are all going to be tough tests. Uh, but they're uh, my favorite to get there. And interestingly, if you guys look at Oklahoma's schedule this year, uh, Oklahoma, despite the fact they're coming off a six and seven season, is actually favored in eleven of their twelve games. So keep your eyes on the Sooners because they'll be playing with a lot more confidence. When I talked to Coach Venables, he was uh, talking about the fact you know it's every every second year coach I've ever talked to. Hey, Phil, we're in so much better shape than last year. I know the players. We figured it out. Systems. Yeah, you see the second-year coaches do well, and and look for Oklahoma to have a much better year this year. Now with Miami, I got to tell you, Cristobal walked into the conversation, and he was just absolutely buoyant. He <laughs> loves what he's done on the line, uh, the offensive line, the defensive line. He's a line of scrimmage guy, and he said that uh, the offensive line's taken huge steps, talent, physicality. It's a monster difference up front. He's brought in big, long, powerful guys. Loves the offensive line, loves the defensive line. I like that. Remember last year, Tyler Van Dyke didn't really mesh with Josh Gaddis's offensive system, but he is meshing with Shannon Dawson's system. So I think he will have a good year. I could make a case for Miami, but I'm not as bullish on them because they do have a tough schedule. It is year two, but I think Cristobal is going to hit his stride year three. Uh, I've got him a dog when they play A&M at home. I told you I like the Aggies this year. I've got him a dog at North Carolina, a dog when they host Clemson. I think Clemson could be in for a special year, a dog when they go at NC State and at Florida State. So a dog in five games, maybe they pull one, maybe they pull two upsets. I don't think they pull enough upsets, though, to contend for the ACC. I do think the ACC title game comes down to Clemson and Florida State. If I was going to pick a team other than those two for the ACC, I would go with either Pitt or North Carolina. Yeah, I saw Pitt was uh, your roulette chip uh, for surprise teams. Always like to see that for the Pitt Panthers. Phil, always appreciate your time. Before we let you go, and of course, encouraging everyone to go to philsteel.com, get a little uh, steel sound effect. Who is your. Uh, what's going on, Colby? Oh, no. I was just. Uh, I, I wanted to ask one question. F- follow through with that question. Okay. And then, yeah. I was going to ask, Phil, who is your. Uh, what teams do you have in your college football playoff? Yeah, for that, uh, I went with, uh, I did go with Alabama. How do you discount Nick Saban? And anytime that um, he's not preseason number one, that's when he's most dangerous. Yeah. When you think, oh, Alabama's done with. I uh, went with Georgia, naturally. Uh, they've been more experienced defensively. Talked about the fact to be a double-digit favorite in every game except for one. One with Michigan out of the uh, Big Ten. They've got the best schedule. I've got Ohio State, uh, number two in my power poll. Uh, Michigan, number four. And Penn State number five, but Michigan's got the best schedule. Get Ohio State at home. I've got them in there. And then Clemson. I think Clemson, uh, when I talked to Coach Sweeney, ah. going over the team with them, he said that the the defensive line, uh, compared to 2018, remember that great 2018 defensive line, said this group's actually deeper in talent and experience. I like what Klubnik's got. And their toughest two games are Florida State and Notre Dame. They get them both at home, and they have lost a grand total of one home game in Death Valley the last six years. Uh, good to see the Church of Clemson's back to raising money. <laughs> uh, 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 Phil, I wanted to ask one more question: the FCS, the FCS oh. uh, magazine. Who's your <laughs> FCS national championship? Is it a repeat of last year? Uh, I think we're still finalizing it. The good thing is we put the FCS magazine up right now. It's it's on there, two full pages on every team. I believe we have five teams we have left to write and put oh. in there, and then once we do that. We'll have the top 40 up there, but the, the FCS magazine is so much worth the money this year. It's uh it's just loaded with information. So we'll have that 
probably uh, by the end of the week or the start of next week. Awesome. Great tease uh, to get out the, uh, to go and grab the FCS magazine, the uh, college football preview as always tons of great information. And if you're a gambler, you got to get both uh, great opportunities there. Follow Phil on Twitter at Phil Steele, zero 42 Phil as always appreciate the time and uh, good luck with the season. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, just a couple notes I want to throw out at sure. you. Sure. Uh, First of all, the magazine, if it's 352 pages, it's like in 133 media guides rolled into one. And if you're used to getting it at Walmart or grocery stores, don't bother this year. It's only available at two places, Barnes and Noble and Books a Million. So the only brick and mortar places it's at Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. Barnes and Noble actually put two different covers in their stores this year. I love Barnes and Noble. But if you want to go online and get it, it's at philsteel.com. We update the digital magazine all the way through the start of the season. We've got David Braun as the head coach of Northwestern already. If you get the hard copy at philsteel.com, I give you the digital magazine for free. And if you like what you heard, I also have a newsletter each week called Inside the Press Box. You can get my forecast on every single game, plus my computer's forecast on every single game through the season. Just go to philsteel.com and check out the Inside the Press Box newsletter. But uh, guys, I got to tell you, it was a fun fun call. I always enjoy talking football with you guys. I, I knew I had fun last year and I had even more fun this year. Well, always appreciate it. And uh, again, we have fun. It's it's like Christmas in July when we get the magazine. So excited when it comes in the mail, philsteel.com. Make sure you go there and uh, yeah, just you, you can't be gambling on college football without the Phil Steel football well, guy. Table you're, you're crazy. Yeah. The Godfather. He's the Godfather. The Godfather. Yeah. The Don. Yeah. Thank you, Don. Uh, Phil Steele. Appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, good luck with the season. Let's kill him this year. Yeah, a lot of fun as always, guys. Thanks for having me on today. All right, take it easy. Thanks again uh, to our good buddy, uh, Phil Steele. And we even got the uh, Phil Steele sound effect ready to go. Of course, uh, make sure you sign up uh, with our Patreon. Support the war against corporate gambling. Sportsgamingpackets.com slash Patreon. Subscribe to the college experience so you can catch up on all 133 team previews. What do you think Coach Leach was saying about parasailing? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I could see him. It's not natural. Yeah, it's not natural to uh, fly through the sky. <laughs> then I, you probably drift to a conversation about the Wright brothers. Uh, what are the odds that the two guys who invent flight are also brothers? And you could just see him going down an entire rabbit hole. There's probably very little talk about football. Yeah, if you had to yeah. set an over under two hours and 45 minutes, I'd say seven minutes on football. And it was very just, yep. Yeah, that's who's starting. Okay, yep. All right, yeah. Anyway, this lady that just walked by me had a Hawaiian pizza. It's pineapple yeah, the kid, the kid who and ham. Who thought that would go together? Well, you know the the Hawaiian people. Some say they used to be uh, car. You know, they used to eat humans, and that's why they like spam. Like I can just see them well, going down some crazy. You know, the pirates first put uh, put uh, uh, you know pineapple on on their meat. No, I'm joking. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I can see some type of Pirates responsible yeah. for spreading a lot of culture. Yeah, just just for something <laughs> thrown out there. A lot of, lot of culture, uh, some of it not not so positive. But hey, <laughs> if you if you've never read uh, Mike Leach's books, uh, definitely uh, worth the grab. I I read uh, Swing Your Sword and also his. Um, we got Geronimo, Geronimo on the shelf behind uh, us. Very very good books. So highly recommend those. And of course, uh, thanks as always to Phil Steele. Check out our Patreon, slash patreon Kramer and I will be back with more NF. NFL team previews. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green, and he's Ryan. Steel Sharp and Steel, Sean. Kramer, let it ride. <laughs>